episode of cabin in the clearing my name is justin uh, also known as jp i'm uh, here with my man guy also so known up? as jacour uh we got our good friend megan today in the house uh ready to sit and just uh have a good discussion over some good kot shout out to kot kot metigament agriculture uh yeah so we're just gonna get going uh you want to tell us a little bit about yourself megan like uh just kind of your background where you are in life right now so yeah, I'm a Reiki master wellness coach, and I work with clients on a daily basis, uh, working through trauma, anxiety, PTSD. Uh, I lead meditations, I lead um, group healing sessions, and I'm here to spread love. Love it. And uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you're doing that actually at the Sungi Fitness Gym? I am. Uh, yeah. So I started doing it there about six months ago. Um, I also work in a massage studio, so I do uh, group meditations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sungi wanted to incorporate uh, mental health with the the physical activity that goes on there, um, because I think a really important part of the healing process is getting mentally healthy as well of, as physical health. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a mind, body, soul, right? So we want to focus on what emotions are keeping people stuck not just what are they blocked in physically but mentally as well so it's uh it's really cool to incorporate all of it including in the nutrition as well in the gym so totally they go hand in hand right like and when we had sungi on the podcast actually like he was saying the yeah. same thing you know he was yeah. like well like mental he, wellness yeah, he did with to the, you at the time yeah, yeah. For, for actually for anybody who's listening uh, we had Sungi on our previous podcast, I believe it was episode eight. So you guys can, can definitely follow through, um, and, and, and go listen to that one. But that's where, uh, Megan is currently, uh, basically practicing out of, you could say, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm an independent contractor, but I work out of the gym and mm-hmm. other spaces. I also see clients in their home. It's all about comfort level. Uh, I just want to cover all my bases and be able to be accessible to everyone and you, you, you seem important. you seem to be uh, somebody who's like I, I follow you on instagram for instance and you seem to be somebody who's posting regularly not only that but very mo- motivational oh for uh, sure trying to inspire yeah. others how, how did you come across i mean i feel like that's kind of uh you know not a not a i want to say tactic maybe that's not the right word but a, a skill or something or it's, it's definitely an asset but it needs to be developed how did you come across to you know going that route of, of finding that motivation and and trying to inspire others so I went on my own healing journey. Basically, I, um, I hit a wall in my life and I needed change. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started training with Sungi actually uh, to lose weight and feel better about myself. And uh, in that process, I noticed the more I worked on myself, the better I was at working with my clients, which is obvious because you can't help people if you're not helping yourself, right? So... Um, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah it true. does make a lot of sense, yeah. 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 So, yeah, as I continued my healing process, my sessions completely changed, and um, more people reached out to me. They're like, hey, I see what you're doing on Insta. It looks like you're really, you know, like, leveling up, and they, I inspire people, and I didn't even know I did until recently, so it's it's awesome. Do you, do you have a, so you have an Instagram, but do you have a Facebook, like, yeah, account so, for you as well, or? Yeah, like, so. That, that's like. You're, well, sorry, what's, because I know you're, like, your name is Megan, but do you have, like, a more of, like, a branded, like, I think 
you do Reiki. Is it like Reiki Wellness or something? I think. Uh, on Facebook, it's Align. Okay. So okay, that's can, what it is. You can find my page on Facebook called Align, and that just goes over uh, my services, and uh, people reach out to me on there. Okay. I also post content there as well. Um, oh, nice. But I'm primarily on Instagram, um, M Driscoll Wellness. It seems it seems to to be the one that's very I see more dominant. People are way more on Instagram than they are on Facebook. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's so many people that you can discover. I feel like personally on Instagram, I don't know about you guys, but, um, so yeah, we're definitely going to be linking that in the description below for anybody, uh, who just wants to maybe take on, you know, looking for, for that type of, uh, path, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I post a lot of fitness stuff too, because I fe feel like it's an important part of the healing process and yeah. Well, I could definitely attest to like myself lately, you know, and I'm sure guy as well, like doing our workouts and stuff like I've been feeling a lot more uh, mental balance just straight up from like physical health. Like, and it's like and then that kind of in turn goes hand in hand. It's like my mental health is better uh, suited for like motivating myself into doing physical activity. So it's like it's like a fucking what do you call it? Like a, a circle effect, I guess. Or like, a yeah, like there's yeah. been times that I've, I've seen you post and you know, I'm like, oh shit, I have to go and do that now. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, mm -hmm. we, and we've, we, we do post a lot of, totally. you know, even though it's my music page, so to speak for Instagram, I, I do post a lot of like just stories of like, you know, me getting after it, you know, and me trying to just go and work out. And it has helped a lot just yeah. with like my day-to-day -day mental health. It's, it's basically being accountable, right? Taking accountability oh, for, for sure. take, yeah. you know, taking control of, of, of your own shit essentially. So yeah. pretty much putting it out into the universe and <laughs> like, wow, I mean, I got it now. Like, <laughs> yeah. So when I post on Instagram, it's about accountability, but also it plants seeds for other people. So if they see me at the gym five times a week, they're going to be like, Hey, I could, I could do that. Like, and I get people messaging me being like, oh, I really, I saw your post the other day and it inspired me and it pushed me or I saw your post and now I feel motivated. So it's, uh, it's not always about me, but also inspiring other uh, people, other people. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it doesn't like take much effort to do, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, easy. yeah, I'm just doing this anyway. So like, it literally takes it like two minutes out of your day to really just like. And that's cool too, because now you can just create content. What you're doing essentially is you're creating content, right? Exactly. You're creating good yeah. value content. And that's what people will uh, take out of actual is, is creating value. Yeah. And, and once you create value within content, then that's when people really, really connect with the individual and can really bring a lot home, so to speak. And like people that don't know what I'm doing when they see me posting, they kind of get to know me, right? So I can tell people all day, I do Reiki, I do this, I lead meditations, but until they actually actively see me online, they don't really understand it or they don't know who I am, right? And I want to reach people and I want them to understand that I'm here for them and I want to support them on their journey as well. Mm -hmm. so. You Actually, that's a good point though because at the same time, thinking about it, you know, talking about uh, Reiki, like I don't even really know. I know a bit about it, but I don't know like that much about it. So I'd be curious. I know it it, it stems from the origins from Japan, right? If yeah. I'm, if I'm yeah, correct. Yeah. So uh, why don't you walk us a bit through that and just tell us how you even got interested in the first place. Into Reiki? So mm -hmm. uh, about eight years ago, uh, when I had my first son, I went through a really intense postpartum depression. And I couldn't pull out of it. So uh, I went to my aunt and she did Reiki on me. And when she did that, everything shifted for me. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like taking my, putting on a new pair of glasses for the first time. You know, I started really? to understand my emotions. I started to 
know why I was anxious. I started to like dig deeper into my own stuff and healing. Uh, so that inspired me and I learned how to do it. Uh, and I decided that I wanted to actively do this with other people and help them heal as well. So, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I play. No, it's okay. It's, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, does your aunt still, still do that? Like if she was the one yeah. who got you into it, then she must still be like actively yeah. doing so it herself or she runs a online school, uh, the Canadian school of natural therapies. So she trains people okay. online and is in person as well. Uh, to do Reiki, um, life coaching, all these different things. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, she's still going. She's still active in the community. And it's uh, it's beautiful to watch her process because she's been doing it for about 40 years. Um, and she inspires me also to continue the almost like the legacy of the family. Really? <laughs> so it's been going on for like a decent amount of time. What, yeah. what, is, what does the process look like for... You know, I guess you must have some type of certification if you're going to, you know, take on clients, right? Yeah. So I have uh, my Reiki master level. So there's three levels of training. You'd start with level one, level, and then level two. And then uh, most people stop at level two because that's just working on people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then level three is you're able to teach as well. So okay. um, I run group courses as well to teach Reiki to other people so they can self-heal. How long, how long is the process uh, between each level? So I just ran a course actually. So Reiki level one, I do it in a day. I mean to get like certified. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay, yeah. that's what you're. So okay. I, I did a Reiki level one last month in a day, and then today actually I did Reiki level two with the same group. So a month later, and then uh, they'll be certified by next week to do Reiki level two, and then if they want to continue, they can. But Reiki level three is more intensive. It would be them working with me hands on. Uh, so that would take a couple months. But to dive a bit more in depth, what is Reiki? So uh, Reiki is hands-on energy healing. It's uh, There's 28 hand positions. You go down the entire body. Um, I find blocked energy, emotions, and I use energy to allow it to release. So uh, people come to me for so many different reasons. There could be uh, body pain. It could be anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, people who want to awaken spiritually. It's, it's really different each session. They're very individual. Um, so yeah, I just, I scan the body with energy. I find blockages and I allow people to release. I also do it intuitively. So um, as I'm scanning the body, for instance, if I feel a block in the heart chakra, I know that they're holding grief. I know that they've been through, you know, hardship, which we all have, but um, I give, allow them a safe space to release. So um, many people who hold emotion, they don't allow themselves to fully feel because they don't feel safe. So what I do is I create that safe space so that they can feel and let whatever they need to let out. You know, um, I have people cry. I have people laugh. Oh, people really? fall asleep. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Asleep, really, huh? It's always different, right? Um, but the body always knows what you need. Because it's like, it's very much related to, you know, like, um, like, I guess, uh, the fact that a lot of, uh, either society or even just the way we're, we grow up, our family, regard, uh, maybe our environment, you know, our school, uh, it kind of, it almost makes you feel like certain things maybe you can't 
like actually accept or feel and like, oh, 100%. or you just choose to like, you know, mentally we just choose to kind of block things and push them down a bit. And it's like, it's a very good point that there's not that safe space. Sometimes we maybe don't even realize it and it's more subliminal. It's like you're walking mm-hmm. around and you just like subliminal, subliminally, sorry, over time have like developed a way of, of not accepting emotion because you're worried that other people might judge it or what, like things oh, like 100%. that. So, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, I can see how it's like, you kind of have to break a barrier with people. Well, in different ways, the amount of, so nine out of 10 of my clients will cry in a session and every single time they apologize and that speaks volumes, right? They're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm feeling. And you're like, but I want you to feel, I, this is the whole point. You need to release these things. Cause if you hold, where is it going to go? I feel that's very like Westernized society embedded in us, you know, through hundreds of years, you know, like. Basically, if you're crying, you're a little bitch, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know. 100%. Especially for men, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're told, exactly. oh, men don't cry. Which yeah, is... well, that's like, that was a thing that, like, I remember even, like, knowing about that when I was a kid. Yeah. Is like, to be tough, to be strong. It's like, yeah, we don't we don't cry. It's like, yeah. you know. You can kind of do both in a lot of ways. The way that I am, if, if <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. I'm not going to go super deep here, but, you know, my dog, my dog passed, you know, and obviously I was in tears. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the dog that I loved that was, you know, this it was my dog. She you was know beautiful. I mean? My best friend. And she yeah. was a really awesome dog. Yeah. And so, you know, s- scenarios like that, of course, you're going to have these emotions. Of course, you're going to feel like that, right? Yeah. As opposed to like pain, like physical pain for me, like I won't cry if it's physical pain because I'm just, yeah. just get pissed off. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. angry if I get physical, like, like if I, if, let's say if I'm skateboarding or something and like I eat shit and I roll the ankle, like I'm not, there's no way I'm going to cry. Like it's more yeah. of like, I'm going to get angry or like, just like you know, almost embrace the pain. Energetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, it's interesting to have that kind of comparison. Yeah. Um, but we hold emotional pain in the body, right? So if let's say, for example, you went through some trauma when you're a child uh, and you don't process that trauma, you hold it in the body and then your body will start to develop illness you will have body pain it will create anxiety you know there's always underlining issues that are not being dealt with if you don't feel your emotion and your body will tell you too if you are you know going non-stop and you feel like you're about to burn out but you don't stop your body will shut down on you right so it's your body will tell you when you need to deal with something and a lot of people will just block the emotion they'll be like nope i'm good no, nope, move on. Yeah. Are you are you a strong <laughs> so believer true. in psychotherapy? Psychotherapy. Define psychotherapy. Which well, just basically like psychology. Like psychology. It's psychology. Psych- psychotherapy is like more in depth. Yeah. I'd say they actually they actually target like you know uh, it could be like drug addiction or like they they do specific things right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically like psychology. I, do you know if I mean you don't have to drop names or anything, but you know if, have you ever clients that maybe have done done that as well like psychology like like working with psychologists you mean yeah exactly yeah yeah for sure and I think that with working with a psychologist and Reiki are like they're tools right so everybody experiences their emotions differently and needs different tools we are not all the same and we need different tools to be able to work through our emotion some people talk therapy is great and it works. Some people hate it and it doesn't work, right? That's true. That's so very true. there needs to be alternatives to talk therapy. Um, what Reiki does is it creates a space where people don't really have to talk about their emotion. They can just release without having to talk through. Um, some people will open up and completely, you know, tell me their whole life. But 
uh, other people, they sit in silence and they release emotions quietly because that's what they need. Mm. So it's just another tool in the toolbox, right? You could almost say it's more of an acceptance-based therapy, like it's a, a acceptance of emotion-based, like it's more yeah. of an introspective yeah. sort of like... Um, and yeah, it's really cool because going back to the point of like, again, Sungi's gym and, and, and you got and like Alicia doing that. Shout out Alicia, by the way. It's her birthday today. It no? is her birthday. Yo, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, thinking about it earlier and I didn't want to say it before I forgot. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, with the nutrition side of things and then it's like, it, it's cool because you guys are balancing that out. And so everyone who comes in, like exactly like you just said about uh, defining people's individual needs for healing, it's like. Yeah. Someone might have that, you know, more uh, kind of quiet, like acceptance of emotion instead of like therapy talk. Uh, but then some people might come in and work out like a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. come in and work out like little increments and it's like and quietly by themselves. And then that's there. And that's why I love that you guys provide that space. And I was telling Sungi that last time, too, is that like I like that it's such a broad space of people and variety of and, like yeah. everyone's just kind of doing their thing. Because it, some people probably use that as their therapy as well. Oh, 100%. And then, yeah, some people are going there to, to actually, you know, people are lifting weights regardless, like, or, or exercising regardless to, like, exercise. Yeah. But it's like some people are probably going there for more, like, therapy needs instead of just, like, oh, I'm just looking to, like, get fit. It is a you form know? of therapy, 100%. You go there needing to release, right? So if you feel all pent up or you feel like, oh, I really need a workout today, it's usually because you have things that you need to let out. Um, like the amount of times I've cried in the gym. Sorry, Sungi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I feel so bad, but. <laughs> you okay? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it's going. Fine. I'm just going to keep lifting. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to power through it. But it is a form of therapy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. When, yeah, I, totally. when I work out, I just get into that zone, like, and it's just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm whatever, like, I use that anger to, to kind of like, you know, whether it's just on the bike or like, you know, and like, that's how I motivate myself too as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just like different techniques like that, that I've kind of developed that work for me. Yeah. Uh, hype myself up for sure. Yeah. yeah. Two, you know, two days ago, uh, I was sitting here in the morning. Yo, I felt like shit. I was like, I don't know. I like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sick. I was just like, like, I just felt like so, like dread and like just a heavy head and like almost like, a, you know, just like a headache. Coffee not and quite like, doing it yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, coffee exactly. was like, dude, I was looking at him. He came down and he's all excited, like explaining some cool shit to me. And I'm like, I was so into it, but I was just like, yeah, man, like, you know, like my eyes were like, uh, but I remember like sitting there for a while and kind of like getting hyped up because you were talking about some cabin stuff and like just, I don't know, just like content stuff we we're trying to do and like booking a music video, which is coming out soon, yo. Yeah, we're um, dropping a music video soon. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> sick. Yo, shout out Joey Gaskell. And uh, <laughs> we got to shout out the homies, man. That's it. And um, yeah, and it was just like, uh, <laughs> hold on one second, I forgot what I was like. Uh, that you're... You were feeling low and then yeah. oh, he right. came in. Uh, and then, yeah, just based on guy, you know, kind of like talking about this stuff and like I, I kind of started to forget how I was feeling and I was like you know what let's do a quick 40 like let's fucking go quick 40 like, yeah. and I like it was though I'd say probably one of the hardest ones like it, that mm. I've done so far like it was just like I started lifting shit and I was like this sucks man like I was like I fucking hate this <laughs> yo man there's some poltergeists in here <laughs> it's energy I'm yeah. telling you it is uh, <laughs> it is yo what up Tony um yeah <laughs> <For real? laughs> uh that's real shit um and uh <laughs> Yeah, no, it was just cool because I started like hating it at first, but then it just over time, mm. it, it was, was exactly what you said. I, I did moment. a one, yeah, I went sit up where I was like, "Yo, what the fuck!" Like I was like, "Let's go!" Wait, didn't you, <laughs> didn't you do like a five minute plank that day? Oh, that was yeah. you're right. 
Yeah, yeah you did. I saw that. Five minute plank. Five minute plank. Yeah, yeah. Five minute plank is hard, man. I got I got to a five minute plank. I think it was five minutes and ten man. seconds. And you too. Yeah, You're right. I hit, right. I hit five minutes last right week, so I think we need to do a plank off. Just saying. Yeah. I knew something like that was going to happen. I knew it too. I had a yeah, feeling. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, but with the um, the physical, physical activity, I feel like you always hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And then you have to deal with the emotional side as well. So oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I, got, I totally lost my train of thought. Dude. What the fuck? Dude, this is like lighting on fire. Shit, like it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Like, look at that. It's yeah. literally burning. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb was literally burning. <laughs> it's literally burning. It's on fire. What did we do? I don't know. We brought in some weird energy, man. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, that was hilarious. I mean, I can still see. So I feel like in the workout process, you hit a lot of mental barriers and you have to push through them, right? So a good way to do that is mindfulness practices, like having the control over your mind and saying, no, I'm going to do five more. No, I'm going to push to the five minute plank. And uh, so implementing mindfulness practices as well as the physical is so important. Um, And that's what I want to teach more is showing people you can put it in your day-to-day life. You can... uh, it's like it doesn't have to be meditating for 20 minutes on the pillow with, you know, the music and the candles. You can actually just sit for five minutes and have these mindfulness practices in your life every day. Yeah. And so I've been on that note personally, I've been actually implementing uh, uh, meditation practices. And I've, oh, awesome. The, the two the two the two main points were not main points, but the two pivotal, I guess, times in the day, I think, is early, as soon as you wake up. Yeah. And and uh, and when you go to bed, you're more susceptible to it. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I've been going to bed and like literally I'll just sit there. I listen to, uh, I think like a, like a little Japanese bowl on oh, YouTube awesome. or whatever. Yeah. And a dun, the Tibetan bowl. Dun, yeah, yeah. Just various types of bowls or whatever from different cultures. But, um, yeah, it's just like this crazy sound that it gives. And I just put it on my phone and I literally just sit there, you know, cross-legged. I'm sitting on a pillow. Uh, my hands are like on my knees basically. Oh just, yeah. I saw your post the other day. Yeah. So, yeah. and then just like, so what I've started, started doing was with, uh, well, this just technique is just to help you with in, like general anxiety, but you breathe through your nose mm-hmm. for about four or five seconds. You hold for four or five seconds and you exhale for six or seven. It's the square breath. That's what it's called. Yeah. I teach everybody that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is very, very good. Like it's yeah. a very, like it, it's to the point that like when I lie down, I'll fall asleep like pretty much in like ten minutes. It's, That's it's insane. Awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really helps yeah, me. Out I really need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's really it really crazy. And it like works. there's there's ones where the bowls are on YouTube with with water. Yeah, and and it's basically like and it, it's the craziest thing. At one point, I felt like I was legitly beside a river. I could I was starting to smell yeah water. <laughs> I was smelling water. I was smelling uh, just like plants. Yeah. It was the craziest shit. Like it was. It's like, like was an acid trip, but it's there. just energy. Honestly, yeah. it was. It was yeah. nuts. It was crazy. <laughs> honestly, sometimes in sessions, I feel like I'm on a trip. On like, like I took some mushrooms or something, because you just experience energy and you do start to smell things or feel things or you know experience different sensations. It's really cool. But uh, That's so dope. 
so the square method works really well because you're not focusing on oh i'm gonna meditate you focus on the the count the counting and the breath right so people that can't shut their brain off they're like they count and then eventually you're just focusing on the breath and it teaches you to calm without actually thinking about calming so it's really effective yeah, I, 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 it has been effective too as well. I know like another technique is not to even, whatever thoughts are coming through your brain at that point in time is to actually do the opposite, not fight them, but allow them to, to flow. Yeah. Because eventually they'll they'll actually, the brain itself will just get tired of doing it. And then yeah. that's when your mind will come to a stillness. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, speaking on the topic of just like vibration and energy and all those kind of things is like, like an, almost on the opposite end of the the breathing technique style thing like as far as getting into like a workout or like also training your body to kind of push through and, and, and adapt to situations is like the hype the hype that you gave me kind of like while i was planking like i was planking and i expected to maybe hit three minutes and 30 seconds mm-hmm. and i got to like four minutes and i was like holy shit and then yeah. I kind of like started to go and guy's like, all right, go. Like, he's like, you yeah, fucking go. Yeah. He's like, bro. And I was like, I have to hit 420 at least. And I was like, uh, you know, like 420. And then he like laughing and then all of a sudden 430. And I was like, cause I, I kind of pushed through mentally. And then he's like, all right, bro, you just got 10 seconds, 10 seconds more. And then it's 440. And he's like, dude, literally 20 seconds and you're hitting five minutes. And I was like, fucking shaking. And I was like, you're right. Was legitimately shaking. You're right. And it was just like one of those, like my mentality was just like, fuck that shit i was just like it's not happening i was like i'm not going down until it hits five and it's like 502 or whatever but it's fucking awesome yeah it's mental barriers that you can kind of like and again like obviously i'm not gonna go crazy and push my body to where it's like i'm gonna be sore as fuck like hitting six minutes and then i'm like you know in pain for a bunch of days like yeah but it's like i got to a point where i felt like satisfied with like yeah. my, the limit i reached you know like yeah. do, you have, do you have any influences like in in, in your in your field or even I guess I guess Sungi and Alicia would be a good example of, of an influence. As oh, well, for right? sure, yeah. Um, honestly, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. Uh, I really like Steve Harvey. I like Les Brown, uh, Oprah. I mean, really? she's fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, I just I love to be motivated by people who have come from nothing, or who have struggled in their life because. It shows you that if you just keep striving, you keep pushing, you keep going, that you'll get there. Uh, so yeah, motivational speakers, it's my number one uh, motivator. Um, almost every day I listen to them. Really? Yeah. Um, going back to the morning routine, uh, your first 20 minutes of your day are the most important and they set the tone, right? So Really? A hundred percent. Think about it. The first thing you do, the first thing everybody does when they wake up, they look at their phone right? Uh, you're instantly letting other energies in. You're instantly letting influences in. You're looking at a text. You're looking at an email. It's, it's going to bombard your brain. So for me, I try not to look at my phone for at least 20 minutes when I wake up. I do breathing. I, you know, I'll journal, um, listen to something motivational um, because you're setting the tone for your energy, right? Um, if you look at your phone and you have a text, you're yeah, like, you're not allowing. No, it's, it's funny because it's, it's I yeah. never, never even considered it or viewed it that way. Yeah. This morning when I woke up, the first thing I did was I was checking my emails and shit. So it's like, yeah, and then you're probably stressed. You're like, oh, now I got to do that. Oh, and I'm well, thinking about this. I, I, I personally don't stress. I'm like, I'm like, I, I just see as like a challenge. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm helping out my uncle with his taxes, so to speak. But you now what? you're thinking about that instead of yourself. 
as soon yeah, as you wake no, up. Yeah, no, exactly. No, yeah. exactly. No, no, that I'm, I'm completely agreeing with you. It's something I might start implementing myself is to, sure. not, to not be glued to the phone. Something I have been doing, though, when I wake up is... I let the light in my eyes right away to help my circadian clock. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so it's light. sunbathing. Yeah. Well, just like, just the light and like, I'm like opening my eyes. To like, <laughs> I'm like looking. Give me light. Give me light, Father. But, uh, but yeah, no, and that's just, as my friend Dan Kranz had told me about that and uh, it's just been, been really helping me. Like, I feel like my brain like awakens as soon as I let the, the light in, so to speak, not, not from a religious point of view and, uh, and nothing against religion. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know what my religion is? K-O-T, bro. K-O-T. What, I was just wondering, what, what are the tools do you use to, like, kind of actively develop, I guess, your career in a way? You said a lot of people reach out to you. Yeah. Are there any other kind of, uh, uh, yeah, tools that, that, that you use to, to help you? So, instead of the whole hustling and, you know, forcing myself to work constantly, I align. So I listen to my body. I listen to what it needs. I allow things to flow naturally. So I don't push for clients. If, um, if I'm meant to have clients, I have clients. I, you know, I'm very flowy. I will, you know, self-care is a big one. Uh, self-care and self-love. Um, making sure I'm prioritizing myself so that I can help people because if I'm working all the time and not balancing I'm going to it's going to affect my sessions so I make sure I do things for myself every single day uh, whether that's sitting by the water and having a coffee for an hour and just being by myself or you know uh, taking a bubble bath at the end of the day with salt so that I can relax or you know putting self-care as a priority is a really big tool that I have to use so um, that's, that's, um, yeah that's really interesting yeah no, I was gonna say actually I, I'm sorry if you don't mind like uh, I know I, I really uh, I'm glad that you brought up that point actually just because I find like uh, I was gonna lead back to asking you about to, to elaborate actually on the fact that you started off kind of doing like the Reiki healing and stuff like that like you were saying uh, but you explained to me how you kind of d- d- developed from more like helping people and almost trying to like figure things out for people to like getting to a point of like okay I'm trying to help people help themselves yeah 100% uh, and it's like that's important because it's like helping ourselves it's like then you're not relying on someone else yeah. to like for your own happiness and things like that and understanding of like reality so could you elaborate a little more on why you kind of and like it kind of ties into what you're saying about self-love because you have to be in a certain kind of like safe zone and like have like a little like a little less of the absorption of other people's kind of shit to like you know help them properly deal with it sort of thing so yeah i used to when i started reiki i would want to help people i wanted to make it better i wanted to fix all their problems uh and i quickly realized that i was taking it on you know i was taking on too much energy uh and i wasn't giving them the tools to self-regulate so i think something that's really important is knowing how to regulate your own body, knowing how to calm your own anxiety, not having to run to someone else all the time when you have these issues. So I branched out and I started coaching. Um, and I'm teaching people how to love themselves. I'm teaching people how to take care of their emotional body, how to regulate when they're feeling stressed. Um, because I feel like a lot of people don't have those tools. And it is important to know 
how to take care of yourself so you can balance so that you can be the best version of yourself. Um, so yeah, that's why I started coaching. And it's beautiful to watch people evolve and figure things out. So I kind of just come in, I plant seeds, I give them a safe space, I validate them, and then I watch them grow. And it's fucking beautiful, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't do, I wouldn't want to do anything else. So you found That's your calling. Awesome. You found your calling in yeah. that sense for sure. Hundred percent. It's uh, it's interesting though too, because if we, if we look at like you know you're you're right about how we people don't really teach us that, especially if we look at the school system. Oh. You know, westernized yeah. school system, especially in Canada. I know that there are some places that have started to teach kids mindfulness and uh, mm -hmm. implementing meditation in the morning for kids. I think that yeah. is a really really important thing to do, <clears throat> but I don't think it's implemented enough. Yeah. Um, but I could only imagine that you've implemented some of these kind of lessons to your own kids. So why don't oh, you tell us sure. about that and how it's helped? And I'm sure there's been positive uh, outcomes from it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, from experience growing up without being able to emotionally regula regulate and not knowing how to, you know, process anything or being told stop crying or being told, you know, don't be don't be so active, don't, you know, kids are told a lot, you know, suppress your feelings without even recognizing it. Like when you look at a kid and you're like, oh, stop crying. You're telling them, don't feel your feelings, but they need to feel their feelings. They're, they're trying to express to you and communicate that something's wrong, right? right. So with my own kids, um, I mean, I've taught them breathing methods. It doesn't really work the same because you know kids they don't want to sit there and do deep breathing yeah they just want to they just want to run around they just want to run around all that energy that they have they're so, little shits so little shits <laughs> i mean i love them you but yeah girls. they're they're yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta they're like a you know they're like a lawnmower <laughs> that just, just keeps you know you just keep filling that thing with gas it's just gonna run all day oh so for real you gotta exhaust them so, on the daily i um with my own kids i implemented affirmations so every morning when I drive them to school and daycare, we do uh, affirmations and I we go like, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am creative. So uh, it's almost like a habit now. Um, they also do I am grateful statements. So I get them to, really good one, yeah. to set the tone for the day, right? So I want them to go to school and daycare and have that positive energy when they walk in, even if, you know, they have a hard day. So they're setting the tone. Um, and now they do it on their own. They'll randomly be like, oh, I'm grateful for this mummy. And it's really cute. Wow. <laughs> but um, a goal of mine is to actually run some sort of course in schools that I can bring to schools uh, for mindfulness with kids. Um, I think that's a really, really, really good thing to do. It's Yeah, it's 100%. important, right? Um, <clears throat> so many kids don't know how to express things. They don't know how to say, you know, I'm feeling this way. They don't know how to, you know, say... I'm feeling angry, but I don't know why I'm angry or it's, sorry, I lost it again. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm feeling angry. A lot of kids don't know how to pinpoint, you know, what they're feeling. They just get irritable or they get rambunctious or they get, uh, they disrupt the class or, you know, uh, but they really just have a bunch of emotions going on that they don't understand. So... A lot of the kids that are, I also worked in a elementary school as a behavioral assistant. Um, and you see it all the time. The kids are acting up and they're running around and they're causing, you know, disruptions in class. But they really just have emotions coming up that they don't understand. 
So a lot of a lot of a lot of um, the school system definitely does not shine a light on that. Yeah. Uh, also, too, if we look at the general how you know a parents in general if they never learned how to do those types of techniques well those techniques were not going to be passed down or 100%. taught to their kids so a lot of the time it's in you know it's it can be intergenerational trauma in a it's sense, generational that trauma 100 and, yeah. so, and as much as you know it's good to socially acquire skills like in school and education is important and things like that it's really funny how like in society and a lot the way the school system is run is like you're very much taught to be subordinate like you're taught oh to yeah be, you're t- you know you're taught to yeah. listen to other people and it's like not really listen to yourself like it's more like you know these people are telling you something and you got to kind of like live up to that and then like execute your life in the same way yeah in the same manner which is like you know it's, it's important to understand structure i guess you know and understand like like professionalism between people and stuff. That's how you get society to work, whatever. But uh, it's funny. I, pu- I pulled up this quote because it says it's by Steve Jobs. I'm pretty sure it's by Steve Jobs, but if not, my bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought of this while you guys were talking because this is something that made me uh, made me think about exactly what you're talking about. Is like when you, tr- uh, yeah, when you grow up, uh, you tend to get told the world is the way it is and your life is just to live your life inside the world. Try not to bash into the walls too much. Try to have a nice family, have fun, save a little money. But that's a very limited life. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. That that <laughs> quote, I had to look Shit. that up because you, were ta- you guys <laughs> were, you were discussing that. And it was just like, it was actually more of the quote than I thought. I was going for one part of it. But it's like, yeah, it's like you realize that it's just like people are just people. And it's like you... Everyone has like different levels of intelligence, but we can't like look at other people with like say certain IQs, different or certain strengths. Like, yeah, different strengths in different yeah. areas. The, the point is, is that we're all like, what what is it? Uh, we exist in synchronicity with each other, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the problem is everyone's always got this like, oh, I got to be like divided or like not divided necessarily, but like I got to like do this in this cookie created way. to separate and, us and be yeah. in competition or be better than someone else. When totally imagine if we were all united. Yeah. And we all came together. And I, it's interesting, though, because I, I just had a point about earlier how when I was asking you, how, like, how do you seek out um, opportunities, essentially? And you were like, oh, well, I don't seek out opportunities in a way. I let the opportunities come to me. It's they come interesting, to me. Yeah. interesting approach because, you know, for me personally, if I'm thinking about, you know, even just our, this project or podcasting or whatever, or like even when it comes to music, I've developed the, the, the motivation of like, let's fucking hustle. Yeah. You know, like, let's hustle, like. I'll work all day just to finish the day, just to start working on, to do more work. Right. Yeah. And so it's been interesting too, to also like, kind of like catch myself, but in the past, you know, the way that I've, I guess, justified it is, you know, there's been a lot of partying, a lot of partying comes with laziness the next day, your day is taxed, drinking, all that stuff. And so in a way it's, I've no, I've seen the other side of not hustling and not really putting in the work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so for me, it can come off as like, oh, I'm being lazy right now. But at the same time, it's also learning to accept that, no, you need to like have a rest day. You need to have like the day where, like you said, like go out to the river and, and chill and just drink a coffee or like those, those times. It, balance, it's balance you know? at the end of the day. Yeah. And so not getting confused with that's being lazy is, yeah. is something well, that I was, you know, that I have been learning. That's a mindset that we are programmed to think, you know, if you're not always doing something there's something wrong with you 
you know, we're, we always have to be pushing. We always have to be going to the next step. But do you really enjoy the present moment if you're always pushing for the next step, right? The best gift you can give yourself is to be present in the day, to be present in the moment, to allow yourself to listen to your body. If your body's saying, hey, you need a rest day, you need a rest day. You shouldn't be pushing and forcing yourself to go against your natural nature, right? Yeah, and if part of your natural nature and your daily routine and all that is like a consistent thing where you stop and you go like, yo, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Stop you can- doing it. <laughs> Change that. That's true. It's healthy habits though, right? Like there's a balance. You know, you're not going to spend every day doing nothing, but you can implement healthy habits and create a balance. Like working out. Exactly. Start doing it, guys. Totally. We're not doing it. Yeah. Just Get to it. the gym. Yeah. Even if at <laughs> home. I do 40 before I go to work and actually it makes work easier. I'll be honest. Yeah, there's so many times. But it's funny, too, if we look at, like, just the the, the, the condition of, of working 9 to 5, too, right? I mean, working 40 hours a week, I don't really think that that's, like, the most normalist thing to do. It's not. But, okay. but where, where, where it came from and where it stemmed from, if it was basically in times of war when we needed high production for high military uh, arsenal. Yeah. like Consistency. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arsenal stuff like... Um, tanks, ammunition, guns, all that stuff. And so a lot of these factories were, were being opened yeah. right back in the day. And so the factories, they realized, oh, well, if we you know do shift work, uh, we can be more productive in our production. And yeah. that's where the nine to five actually really stemmed from or one of the areas that it really stemmed from. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's other parts of the world that don't have the same style of, well, actually a lot of it is, you know, Europe now too, it's very westernized too. So we do have it a lot, but before... You know, I've heard of places where it wasn't like, you know, working 40 hours a week or you would work a bit during the day, you'd go home, you'd rest for a bit, go back to work for like two hours. and You're more productive if you work less. Well, that's what, you know, uh, <clears throat> people are implementing in the UK. They're doing their, their, their hybrid work where it's like four days a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish that was over here. I think a lot of people would, would, it should would, be. It should have be normal. more time with their families. They would, they would be a lot more productive because they're less stressed out about, oh, I need to do the nine to five. Would be, I don't think we're built to do nine to five. Well, I not, think it was it doesn't socially work. constructed. It's yeah. like trying to balance home life. If you have kids or like, you know, trying to do the gym and then go grocery shopping, like clean the house. And then what you're working 40 hours a week. There's no time. Yeah, it's impossible. So everybody's stressed out all the a time. Lot of, a lot of people are, you know, pissed uh, about the potential <clears throat> of going back to work yeah. full time because they've they've especially with the pandemic, it's been hard on a lot of people. Job loss, all that stuff. But for the people who have been working from home, they've kind of built this. Oh, this is a lot easier to manage because they're working from home and they're able to manage their families, kids, and all that stuff. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah, it's uh, something that came with the pandemic too. Though is a major mental health crisis. And uh, that's very true. It's not talked about a lot, but the the amount of people that are struggling because of the isolation, because of the changes, because of you know, um, I have a client who was in the military and he had has PTSD, and the pandemic triggered it for him. So he was in regression and was able to manage his PTSD. And as soon as the uh, pandemic hit, he was full back into the fight or flight, right? So for a lot of people, they're not talking about what actually happened to the mental health, you know? And uh, um, just in girls between 13 and 18, the suicide rate has increased 33%. 
Yeah, I, I can it's, I can imagine for the suicide aspect too. There's I feel like there's probably I've people heard more to social media. Right? I've, I've heard yeah. more of, of suicide uh, rates go up too as well. I, I don't know the statistics yeah. on that, but uh, it's it's a lot. Because especially it's, it's, it's in being in isolation, right? Your your life is a lot, and at that age, your life is a lot more fabricated. Like it's like you don't get the outside world as much. You get yeah. just to, this like, to shine a tiny bit of a light. Personally, like for sure, there were some parts of the pandemic that I felt like it was hard, but it wasn't long. It was maybe a month or something like that. But for me, forcing me to, to be isolated and forcing, because I'm, I'm, I'm very extroverted in a lot of ways in my life where I'd be going out all the time and doing this. It, it kind of forced me to like look within and like change. Yeah. I like actually, I think the pandemic personally, in a way, was probably the best thing that happened to me. And for a lot of people, it is like that. They did have to look internally and start to work on themselves. Change habits, right? yeah. all these things, start working out, eating healthier, uh, you know, there's so many things to be Stop done. Stop relying on the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, It gives you a lot of time to think when you're isolated. It gives you time to focus on yourself, which a lot of people do not focus on themselves. You know, they're at work, they focus on other people. They're always going, going, going. And when you don't have time to stop and think, you don't reflect. No, well, it, well like, it, it is a good point, though, if you think about it. I mean, if, if, if people are just always going, go, go, go every day... You know, like you said earlier, like they don't have time to actually sit down and reflect yep. because they're 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 not paying attention to themselves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that applies to a lot of you know the the forty hour work week at the end of the day. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality, you know. It's true. And and think, you're out there like selling your time. You know? I think like, I think yeah. the, the 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 main thing is you know if you want to change society or if you want to implement something you know a healthy change, you know it starts with education and and the education has to be changed, right? For yeah. society, for the future generation to change. I do feel like there has been a, a, a like a, a a shift in some way. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but a shift, you know, of consciousness for sure. A lot, a lot more people are a lot yeah. more conscious. An awakening, just, just yeah. Sort of like, for yeah. instance, eating meat. You know, like I don't eat meat as much as I did before when I was, you know, younger as a kid. I'm more conscious about that. More conscious about, you know, grocery bags, plastic, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Because these are the things that we have to kind of be more conscious about uh if we're gonna you know move forward as yeah. as, as 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 a country as a world as a society i think people are listening to their own intuition more they're trusting in themselves and knowing that there's other ways to do things we don't have to rely on you know just the government or what they tell us we need we can be self-sufficient we can create a different What's the word I'm looking for? A different dynamic society. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be the way it is. No, no. Because a lot of it, we feel as though we owe our time to people. Yeah. And it's like 99% of the time it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just kind of another arbitrary. Especially during the pandemic. Function I, f- of- I, I feel like a lot of people lost their trust in government. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. Uh, There's always those out there with good intentions in the government, for sure. Like, they're just human beings, you know, that feel and shit. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's kind of like... Well, it's just, I, I, I no feel like, of, I feel like you know, they they think that the populace is fucking dumb. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, just because we're not vocalizing it, like, we're aware. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're aware more than ever. People are just nice, you know? I mean, in an age of information, we're so aware. All we, we can literally any question you have, you can literally just take out your cell phone and be like, I just solved physics. 
obviously not, but you know what I mean. No, but it's kind it's, of true. It's, it's like, yeah, accessible now. You know, yeah, it's that's what Sony was saying. Was yeah. saying. Everything is now, now, now. Everything's so accessible. You got the next the, app that does this. The instant the gratification, app. right? Yeah. So I think it's 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 important to actually, you know, I'm probably going to try and start implementing that when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, that 20 minutes that you were talking about earlier, not checking your phone, like that's something that never even resonated for, yeah. me, for me personally. So yeah. I'm glad that you even mentioned it because now, you know, yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah, something to do. I mean, more, you know? set the tone, right? You got to set the tone for your day. Yeah, and like, yo, be nice to people. Mm. You know, like I know that's very like a very basic statement, but it's like I don't have, I don't always have great days sometimes too, and it's like, but it's so easy. It's not, it's not always easy to control your emotion internally, but it's it's easy to just be fucking nice to people, you know, like and just. Oh understand that everyone's got something going on and everybody's like, got shit going on yeah and it's like trust me i deal with people on a daily where there's times where like people are just giving me shit for me being in a position that i have to serve them yeah you know because based on my job they're just or projecting their feelings they're just, right they're exa- just they're letting it out that's it and you know? uh that's another coming back to learning how to self-regulate if you don't self-regulate you're going to project on other people which causes you to lash out which causes you to have unhealthy relationships or mm. you know so like if they walk into your store and they are feeling something but don't understand they're anxious they come in you say one wrong thing and they're like oh you're this is all your fault like what the fuck are you talking about they'll like lash out right so that's not being able to regulate their mm. own emotion so. what would would self-regulation look like so it's the mindfulness practices it's um the self-care self-love so oh, okay. instead of yeah. Here's an example. Is it worth? Oh, someone's giving me shit. Is it worth me getting mad at them right now? Oh, or should I, I see, just kind I of like, like that? Yeah. Smile so that keeping out. yourself composed, no matter what's going on. Yeah, I, I, around I you, right? A, a shit ton. Yeah. Because so, anger is so like I was I grew up as an angry person, you know. Yeah. But over time, I was just like realized I started laughing at myself whenever I feel or like, you know, sense that I'm getting angry. Like I kind of like step back and I just laugh at myself because like. Why? Why am I getting pissed off? This yeah. is stupid. If you can't, I mean. if you can't control it, you shouldn't stress about it, right? You gotta, you gotta, you can identify that. Okay, I'm angry right now, but like, why are you angry? There's yeah. like probably not a good reason in this very moment that you're angry. Exactly. It's something else that's triggering you, right? So, um, learning how to self-regulate is just about being mindful of your own emotion, being mindful of what your body's telling you, um, and healthy habits, right? So doing the 20 minutes without the phone in the morning, uh, meditating, taking self-care days, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, going for a walk every day. These are all healthy habits that contribute to regulating yourself. So, um, and a lot of people don't do that. You, you know, I'll say to clients all the time, just take 10 minutes today and do something you love. And they're like, Oh, I don't have 10 minutes. And I'm like, if you don't have 10 minutes, what the hell are you doing with your life? Well, see, that, that, <laughs> that is when I think, you know, it's necessary to kind of implement that, that hustle mindset. Yeah. Like, like make 10 minutes. Make, yeah. Yeah. Like, find fucking you 10 minutes. You have to prioritize what Maybe is important. Maybe it looks like 10 minutes less sleep for 10 minutes. And it comes whole back yeah. to, I mean, we, me and Justin talk about this all the time. The whole, like, Netflix thing. It's like, you know, yeah. you just burn... You know, we do it all the time, but I'm saying there's, there's, there could be better things like, you know, reading book, for instance, like you were yeah. saying earlier, you know, like uh, journaling or whatever, you know, like you don't need to crush a season 
In a whole day. In a whole day. I've done it. I've done it a lot. I mean, we've all done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to do it, you know? Some Honestly, I think it's, again, about balance. Like, it's okay to sit for a whole day and watch Netflix if that's what you feel you need for the day to shut off, right? Right. So it's about balance. You can't do that every day because then you'll feel depressed. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, it's funny how all these these podcasts tie in together. Yeah, that's and he was talking just about talking about, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, it's it's just like you can get absorbed to a point where it's like you start to feel like I've actually been like that when I was young, like when I was young and not working and stuff and just living at home, like I was still in high school and shit. Like it was like I would feel depressed from gaming so much. Yeah. Like I would like I would go out and I'd be like, fuck, like I like didn't shower. Like I like, you know, yeah. I feel like I just like wasted like hours like doing the same mission. Like even though I like enjoy it for the most part, it was just too much every day. But it's just shutting your brain off, right? So you're not connecting to your body. Exactly. It's like well, that's the thing. See, that's why it can sometimes be, you need it. That can, it can be very uh, you know negative because then you're not really focusing on yourself too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So again, balancing all the time. Totally. I mean, I, I I feel like balance. You know, we we're like I, I preach it too, and you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder than it seems. It's a lot it harder hard. too, because not only that the person has to st- start implementing these, these better habits to help themselves, they have to trial and error to find yeah. what those things are that are going to help you. And you a know. lot of people are scared of the trial and error process, right? Because you're going to fail. You're going to, you know, not know what to do, but you just have to keep going like day to day. You just have to keep trying different things that work for you because something that works for me might not work for you. Exactly. exactly. So you have to find, well, what works for me? Um, so like for me, it's meditation and going for a walk for other people. It's, they want to sit down and watch a movie cause they never get to watch movies and that relaxes them. Right. Yeah, so that's true. there's always a different that's beneficial. Yeah, exactly. So, Anything can be beneficial if it's done in the right way, like moderation, right? Um, if you're sitting there for 12 hours watching Netflix, yeah, you're going to feel like shit. <laughs> you're going to feel like shit because you haven't moved. Your brain is not active. Yeah. You're shutting down. But now think of it in, in contrast. Think if you ran for 12 hours. Outside for 12 <laughs> yeah. hours fucking straight. I mean, you I mean, would, you would all can run for 12 hours, they're, they're fucking I mean, the people, yeah. that, the people that do the Spartan, I'm pretty sure they, like the 50K, they do it all day. That's so, crazy, like, yo. Yeah. That's nuts. It's wild. But again, you'd feel like shit after because that's overexerting your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And just a quick point. This is not something I want to deeply get into. I just wanted to touch on it quick, but... It was a, uh, another line out of a song uh, called If You Want Love by NF. It's like a rapper. Oh, I love that song. Uh, yeah, great tune. Uh, yo, shout out to Patchworks, man. They fucking, they covered it at uh, the show I mixed with them. Oh my God, they did such a good job. It's, it's yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, like there's this, a line in it and it just rings true for me. Like, you know, based on relationship stuff and whatever is like, uh, if you want trust, you're going to have to give some away. And it's like, that's, mm, yeah. I don't know. I've just been like really stewing on that line lately. Cause it's like, it, it's kind of going back to like, if you, like, if you want to succeed, it's like, you have to, like, you have to, when you're allowing in love, I guess, is like, you have to like give trust sometimes. And like, that's where I find, like I've failed in my relationship, mm. which is fine. It's just a learning experience, but it's like, you don't give enough trust away. And it's like, cause you, cause people give it to you. So you got to kind of balance that. But out. why do you think it's, you didn't trust people? Um, good question because i didn't trust myself there you go yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's actually that's kind of my point yeah i'm glad that you said that because yeah it's like it's like i didn't trust myself to just kind of be to just be myself you can't trust people if you don't trust yourself you won't yeah because they you set the bar for what you accept 
So if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust people. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to fully be able to love somebody because you set the bar yeah. for what that feels like. Because so. it's so true. Because like you said, at that point, if you've accepted that and you're kind of in that mindset, you can self-regulate yourself. So if someone, if you do give trust to someone and it seems good, just go with that. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, then it's like, then you can consciously be like, well, then I got to move on. But you don't have to like, let it kind of eat at you. You know, I feel like I've gotten to a point personally where I set a, I set a bar, not high, but I set a bar in the sense that like, you know, if somebody wants to be, you know, in my life, they will come to me in a sense, like, and that they have to earn my trust. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to go and, and, and freely, like, just be like, hand out my trust to people. I'll be completely nice to everybody and all that. And shit. you don't have to. But, but if, if they want something from me, you know, in a sense, like, you gotta, you gotta earn it because I'll earn their respect and their trust back in the same way. Totally. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like a, it's like a it's like a fair exchange of, of it has to be equal yeah it has to be equal and I think that's super 100%. important I'm, I'm like a equalist to, to, to the point where something I do or something you know obviously not when I'm giving you know the whole point of giving is to not expect anything back right yeah. so when it comes to that you know I freely give or but it has like to be an exchange of some sort you can't just continuously give to people and not get anything in return even if it's energy uh, conversation you know it doesn't have to be like materialistic but <laughs> understanding <laughs> exactly so if like you're continuously let's say you know you have someone that always calls you with their problems in your life and you know they're just continuously like oh what do I do you know you're always giving energy you're always answering their calls you're always being there for them but they're not there for you when you need them that's an there's no balance in that relationship right that's so it, yeah. Um, like every so often you hear from them, they're like, yo, I'm stuck at the gas station, bro. Do you got yeah. <laughs> to bail me up? Come get me. <laughs> well, I mean, it must be interesting too if we look at, uh, I'm not sure if this is the correct terminology, but it's something similar to like empath, right? So I, mm -hmm. I'm assuming in, in your line of work, yeah. you know, you have a lot of people who like unload in a sense on you. Yeah, I am and an so, empath for so, sure. <laughs> so that, that, must, that must be a lot to take in at, at some points. Uh, do you have any techniques or what do you do to kind of, I mean, going back, I guess it's mindfulness kind of stuff or to, to yeah. kind of release that. Cause that's a lot of, there's a lot of it's shit lot. that people are telling you, you know, it's like you have to not only cope with your own shit, but also manage and cope with other people's shit. So it's a lot. Uh, I've learned from making mistakes with that. Right. So I used to work on people and be completely burnt out. I used to, you know, crash for a day or two after having a session, uh, but then I developed over time that, okay, I need to keep myself a little bit emotionally disconnected, first of all. So keeping your boundaries and barriers up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because as much as I feel people's emotion and I want to be there for them, I can't be there for them if I'm, you know, they're crying with them. So I have people coming to me telling me intense trauma, you know, like every single session is like, it's intense. It gets intense very quickly. And uh, I have to keep a wall up. I have to keep myself in my own bubble of energy. So one of the techniques I actually use is I envision myself in a bubble. <laughs> so uh, it's like kind of like a mini meditation I do before sessions. Mm -hmm. um, I'll put myself in this little bubble and I stay in my own energy, right? Because I'm actually physically touching people. So I'm taking on, I could take on energy, right? Um, and so again, mindfulness, 
the energy bubble, creating barriers, boundaries are really big. So once you leave the session, releasing the energy, giving yourself uh, about an hour after a session to rebalance and then uh, continuing on with your day, not bringing it with you, right? There's a question that I ask a lot of people who come onto the podcast because it's one of my favorite questions, but it's what advice could you give to, you know, our listeners or anybody who's listening who might be interested in, you know, pursuing, you know, healthy habits, activity, meditation, just any, any type of advice you could give, like somebody, maybe they're unsure, they're, they're like, oh, I don't know, should I start now or small habits, healthy habits, one at a time, uh, focusing on the day ahead, not the week ahead, not the month ahead. What can you do today? Right. Implementing small healthy habits. That's all you can do, right? That's no, that's good. Look at every <laughs> stepping too. Yeah, every stepping yeah. stone is a success. Like people tend to always like yeah. look at the end goal as the success, but it's like every stepping stone towards that goal is a success. Yeah, and, and celebrate itself. the small wins too. That's something exactly. I've been actually exactly. learning to implement myself. Yeah, know, celebrate so, yourself. Like, yeah. No one else is going to celebrate you. You got to just be like, hey. I did that five-minute plank. I'm a fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's funny, too, because we were talking about that with Sungi, and he had mentioned, like, he's like, you know, he's like, I do, you know, it's good to celebrate, like, the small things, right? But then Sungi's like, okay, what next? But what next? You yeah. Know? I was yeah. weird when he said that. Yeah. So, stay humble. Yeah. And uh, honestly, You got to stay humble, too, but. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. You got to, you got to, because, you know, the ego is like a, it's like a little snake inside you. Yeah. <laughs> Python. It comes in the out. words of Corday, when that python strikes. <laughs> what, what, what does the future look for for Megan Wellness and, and Ricky? <laughs> so uh, I have it in the works. Uh, within the next year, I want to open a healing center. Really? Yeah. Um, I want to create the balance between, you know, mental health, physical health, all those things, uh, but also create a program where it's for kids, it's for teens, it's for men, it's for women, it's all inclusive, right? Um, I want to, I want to just be able to help as many people as I can. You know, I want to align and enjoy my life at the same time, but uh, part of me enjoying my life is helping other people on their journey. Um, and I was obviously meant to do this, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, uh, no, straight up, Megan. We, yeah, we will be uh, we will be putting uh, her Instagram for anybody who's local in the Ottawa area who wants to connect. Uh, check in the description. And uh, honestly, Megan, we'd like to personally thank you for for coming on on our podcast today. We've I've learned a lot. Thanks and, for having uh, me. I, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> things that uh, you know, you know, I will bring home, so to speak. And uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. Yeah, and we'd 100%, love, thank we'd love you. to we would love to follow up too. Uh, Absolutely, in the future that's something yeah, that we, sure. we we try to do. You know, yeah. Yeah. one day we'll have all the homies at the round table. You know, that's that's that'd be once. pretty sweet. We got like fucking like ten mics. <laughs> also, so. I'm uh, I'm really proud of you guys. This is awesome. Thank you. One day yeah. at a time. Uh, you know, you know, and uh, yo, yo, uh, you know, I'm gonna take that second to just like humbly wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? You know, like our shit, don't like our shit. Oh shit, sorry, I took it from guy. Yo, say it again. Uh, it's all good. Uh, we we'll, we'll say, you know, thanks for listening, everybody. Honestly, thank you, Megan, for coming on. And yeah, you know, like our shit, don't like our shit. We're still gonna yeah. be here. And uh, peace and love. <laughs> Thank you for joining. <laughs>